to Deep Soul Divers Astrology. I'm your host, Carmen Turner-Shot, and tonight I have a special guest with me, my mentor, friend, and fellow astrologer, Bernie Ashman. He's an author of several astrology books, and I want to welcome Bernie. Uh, we had some technical difficulties on Zoom, but I think he's on the phone here, and can you hear us, Bernie? Yes, yes I can. Thank you. How How are you? Great. It's hot here, but it's wonderful. Yeah. So, so <laughs> you're doing, out. I'm in, doing fine. You're out in North Carolina, right? Yes, that's right, Durham. Nice. Can can you know? Can yes. you go ahead and and tell us a little bit about how you got into astrology? Yes. Uh, I, it was actually I discovered it in 1973. Um, I'd already been into trying to learn meditation. Uh, trying to just develop my intuition. And I was so interested in psychology and that kind of thing and healing work. And when I found astrology, I I just felt like it was the right fit for every uh, everything I wanted to do. And I've really never looked back. That's amazing. I, you know, I, I just appreciate you so much as a mentor. You know, you, you really encourage me to, to write books and, to you know just try to get publishers and all these things so I, I really appreciate you and um and and I know we've worked a lot together on a lot of different things and I know we both share some eighth house energy and you know just wanted yeah. to talk talk astrology with you and, and get your take on the eighth house and you know we may sure. get some callers we may not you know but if not you and I could just have a chat about some of your books and just some of the the research that we've seen, you know, through the years, I'd love to hear your opinion about um, all of this astrology stuff. Sure. I, I'd be glad to. I, I've got a pretty strong eighth house myself um, with a, I've got three planets, the sun, the Jupiter and Sagittarius, and I've got Mercury and Scorpio and I've got the South node in Scorpio in the eighth house. So in working with clients, it's probably really helped because understanding their eighth house having that kind of energy my myself it it's a deep place i mean when you start talking about the water houses the fourth the eighth and the twelfth um yes. and especially the eighth and twelfth um the book you you've written recently uh, is great uh on those two houses um it's it, the eighth house is just deep and you know the the interesting thing is though um, a lot of people miss the boat on this. It's also a good business house for people wanting to develop their skills, um, with their careers. Uh, oh, it's your passion, the eighth house, um, for what you want to do. And on the psychological end, which you've written about and what I've written about, um, it's the whole thing of rebirth, uh, renewal. We all go through stuff. It's not like... Every day is just we feel up. We, we just deal with things. But the eighth house, when we use it right, it uh, replenishes us, in my opinion, with a lot of good energy. And I think sometimes people don't really emphasize that enough, that um, there's just a lot of healing energy in it as well. You know, everybody at times will go through a loss as well as a victory of some type. Um, and I think the eighth house, in the way it is in relationships, I've worked with a lot of 
you know, I've written a lot about relationships, and I've worked with people about their relationships, whether it's couples or individuals. And um, the eighth house is like the trust between people, um, not just the sexual energy, the passion, but also the trust, the sharing of energy. So it's a deep place of the 12. It's probably the most psychological in a lot of ways, but it's not the only one, though, of the 12 houses, but it's certainly a deep place to explore um, yourself. Uh, on a very deep level, on the soul level. So does that make sense? Yes, yes. And, you know, for the listeners out there, you know, the the basics, the, the eighth house is ruled by the sign Scorpio, and it's associated with that Pluto energy, like of rebirth, regeneration. And, you know, one of the patterns I, I've seen, Bernie, and in, in, in my own life, and what kind of got me into astrology uh-huh. was was losing a friend at a young age, you know, and, and I wonder, you know, I see that as one of the main patterns that a lot of people that have a lot of planets, especially the sun or moon and, and that eighth house share with me that, you know, they always kind of wondered about death and, and what happens when we die and kind of a natural connection to death. Did did you have that Bernie as, as a young, as a child and growing up with your son and all those planets there in the eighth? I, I would say it more like this for me. I I was aware of it, and I didn't even know why. Even yeah. when I was like eight years old, you know, I would have a I had a dream about seeing my own um, grave. Oh wow! <laughs> it, you know, it's just phenomenal. You know, it's just deep. Was, and I woke up from that dream. I just shaking. You know, it's just strange. Oh but I lost God. my best friend in my thirties, so it, it you know you will have some loss around you. For sure. Yes. Yeah. I, I can relate to that. Yeah. And I, I know I've I've worked with a lot of clients that have had to deal with that, um, with their own experiences. It's always interesting to see how people um define that whole thing about losing people. Um but it, you know, the eighth house can prepare you for that though. Uh, just like Pluto does, you know, as a planet. Or Scorpio as a sign. Um, I think the older I got, the more accepting I was of losing, not that it was easy. I mean, you're still going to go through something, um, no matter how much you understand about metaphysics, however you practice it or whatever your interest is, but with the eighth house even, but I've noticed, um, uh, people who seem to have a deep understanding of the eighth house, they get through loss. Um, maybe they get, I'm not saying it's easier, but they, they seem to come to grips with it. Does that make sense to you? To me, it does. Yeah, it, it, it really does. I think those, those first experiences, you know, that we had, I mean, your dream. And I remember I used to lay in bed at night when I was maybe, you know, 10 or 11 and think, what if I die? Where will I go? And I thought, why am I thinking these things? Right. And then when I got, when I became 16, you know, lost my friend, it kind of, that's when I first started learning about my chart and that I had the moon and Jupiter and Chiron and part of fortune in the eighth house. And, and I realized, oh, this is why. And, and as I got older, you're right. um, I'm very comfortable with grief and loss. And, and I'm kind of the, the one that, 
people come to about these kind of things. I don't know if you if you felt right. that that people would share, you know, uh, that they've lost loved ones. People would come up to me in the grocery store and just tell me that they lost yeah. someone. And did you have that happen too? I'm curious. A lot of eighth house people, you know, you're a yeah. phoenix. I call yeah. eighth house phoenixes, right? You're right. At a very young age, in my teens especially, and 20s, 30s, I mean, you know, all these decades that I've been here, um, I think I even attract clientele that are dealing, you know, sometimes it's with a crisis or they want to get over it. Um, you know, they want to move on. And I think that's one thing positive about the eighth and probably even the 12th house is that I think in a way it gives us that energy to move, to, to move on. Um, to have near life experiences. And um, I think that's really true of the eighth house. You know, I, sometimes when I've done public lectures, I've uh, compared even the eighth house to like to the breathing process. You know, when I got into yoga, I learned how to breathe right. And um, with the eighth house, it's like, in some ways, it's like taking in a breath and holding it for three months. I mean, <laughs> You know, yeah. when you have a deep experience, you know what I mean? It takes so long to process some things. Yes. And I think as you start to get into the rhythm of the eighth house, you start to process them a little bit quicker. You know, not that it's going to happen overnight, but you just come to understanding. The eighth house is just tremendous for processing uh, experiences. I, I've seen that in people like with uh, Scorpio rising or planets in Scorpio and or have a strong Pluto in their chart. Um, and plus the eighth house is definitely like that. So in yeah, a way, it, it prepares us to deal with these things. It does. It really does yeah. prepare you. And it kind of makes you, I feel like it's a very resilient house. To, you become really resilient. And I find that you're really good in a crisis. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I yeah, kind of, something exactly. kind of kicks in, I think, for eighth house people. And they kind of take charge and they, they're the ones that are able to deal with crisis when everyone else might be in shock kind of thing. Um, I exactly. see that. Yeah. It, it's like a strength. Yeah. I really think it's, it gives people a strength um, is what I kind of talk about in my book, uh, Phoenixes and angels, yeah. uh, which is uh, master in the eighth and 12th houses. And, and Bernie, you know, he, you've been a member of my eighth house astrology group for many years. And that's how we met. I think I was living in Germany at the time. Yeah. And, and you wrote that's me right. about my book, the mysteries of the eighth house Phoenix rising, which I self published that book. And, and you read my book and I was so honored because uh, you know, you've, you're a, a legend in the astrology world, in my opinion. And, and I, I just am so well, happy <laughs> that we have our friendship and our, and we work together too. Um, you know, and and definitely sure. we'll have to do a show about our, our exciting news for next year that we have coming. Our we uh, Bernie yeah. and I wrote a book together. I don't want to I don't want to say much yet because we're going to do a whole show about it, Bernie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, sure. we actually wrote a book together. Yeah. It's going to come out next July. So uh, we're really excited about right. that. But um, oh yeah, yeah, totally. So well, when, and you've inspired me also at the same time. Um, that's what's great, though, I think, about collaborating. Uh, I'm sure people listening to this will feel the same way. If they've ever collaborated on a project, you can get, if you're with the right collaborator, you can get a lot of stimulation in a good, you know, good kind of way. So, 
Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed our friendship uh, in a big, big way. It's been very motivating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This uh, been, for sure. It's been great. And, and, you know, with, I think, I don't know about you, but, you know, when I first started studying astrology, I really felt there wasn't a lot of books out there about the eighth house specifically um, that really, I just felt like, why is no one writing about this house? Right. Like, is it just so taboo secret, you know, it rules secrets and, and all the things in society, you know, that people, a lot of people feel uncomfortable talking about. Right. Right, and like right. death, the taboos, right? Yeah, and and the secrets, death, yeah. sex, taboos, you know, and uh, it's also, you know, I think other people's resources and inheritance, and 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 I don't know about you, yeah. I like your your experience with this, but I find that you know I be, you know that you benefit through um, the family in some way. You know, I feel like I, I inherited some things from my mother's side you know, with my moon there. Um, and I think my grandmother was a lot like me. She, you know, she would dream things and and I never really knew that till I got older that she was very similar to me. Yeah. And she never really told a lot of people and she was a 12th and eighth house or once I did her chart, she was born 1935 and, uh, but she passed away in 2015, but, um, her and I were very close and, I, I feel like I inherited some, um, you know, not financial things, uh, so to speak, but uh, more, I think, yeah. special gifts, you know, from her, maybe, my oh, mother. Yeah. No, no, I can totally relate. My mother was a uh, professional pianist, and um, growing up, there was always music in the house with her playing, and I used oh. to uh, watch her even do a Broadway-type uh, show when it came through town, oh, and okay. I think I got a lot of creative drive or the understanding of it and just watching her, um, you know, it wasn't music for me. I love music, but I didn't want to get into playing it so much. But when I got into writing and uh, astrology, you know, interpreting the symbols, mm-hmm. I think back often to those years of um, her music. So uh, it is interesting. Uh, for my mother, I, I did learn an awful lot about creativity. So... You know, when you talk about that eighth house, it is interesting because when people tap into it, it's almost like they do come alive in a different sort of way. Uh, that that creative drive that you normally associate maybe with the fifth house, it's, yeah. it's really strong in the eighth house in, in a big way. Um, it, 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 in a way, even it, it can give you a sense of a rebirth when you're manifesting uh, eighth house energy. You know, in in the counseling world, the uh, bonding process with people as a therapist of any kind, uh, you get a lot of that energy you pull from your own eighth house, and people seem to trust it if if they really connect with you. So, um, and you could even use that, you could say in the business world, if if you have a client that come to see you in any type of profession, if they trust you, you might be pulling off of uh, some of the eighth house for sure. That's so true. It's just an interesting landscape. Yeah, I like how yeah. you you talk about the business thing, and you know, because they always say you know Scorpios can make good business type minds, you know, and that Scorpio energy. It is interesting. Um, you know, I do meet a lot of eighth house people, people that have planets there, a lot of Scorpio that are in business or finance or 
they take care of other people's money, right? In some way. Um, yeah, so exactly. that's very interesting too. And um, I'm curious too, you know, Bernie, um, you know, with, with the energy, you know, I feel like when planets are in the eighth house and, and just, you know, researching uh, and hearing people's stories, uh, you know, I talk a little bit about it in Phoenixes and Angels, but it seems like they're very sensitive to energy and they really can see what's going on um, behind the scenes that uh, maybe some people are missing. Yeah. They are very perceptive and can see the truth, so to speak. Yeah. And did right. you feel that way as a, as the sun in the eighth? Like how did, how did, do you feel that affected yeah. you in your life? Yeah. I, I was kind of a quiet kid and I don't know if people really knew I was really observing them. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was always found it interesting. <laughs> I sure. was kind of maybe tuning into them. And um, I, I was very sensitive to other people's energy through other places in my chart also like neptune but um through the eighth house for sure um always wondering what people were thinking uh what was really on their mind so, yeah yeah i can relate to what you're um you're saying it started for me really early i i didn't even understand what was you know i can't say that i really understood all those processes going on inside of me until and actually i got into astrology when i was 25 and it started to help me look back and just size things up, uh, experiences that I had already been through. So I yes. think that's true for a lot of people um, when they get into this kind of thing. Uh, in the metaphysical world, it just seems to be a real uh, eye-opener. The intuition really comes alive. Yes. So I always say the, the best astrologers that I've known, are, are they're just very intuitive. You know, there's a mental process with astrology, but there's also the art. Um, it, it's an art and science, and the art, it, it comes through that intuition, I feel. So I've True. always been very intuitive, and I, I've known uh, people that that are in astrology. Uh, I've known a few that are pretty intuitive. So I've, I've always found them able to connect those symbols to people in, in a really unique way. So it's always been an interesting thing for me to, uh, for myself and uh, to know some other people doing that. Yeah. So it's, it's a fun, you know, astrology is a fun subject when you start to really understand it. I mean, yeah. at first it's mind boggling, you know, yeah. it, there's yeah. a lot of information. It, it, there really is. I'm, I'm helping somebody now. Uh, I picked up a new student recently and, um, you know, it, there's just so much there when you're trying to go even uh, take them a little further beyond the birth chart. So, um, sure. yeah, but once you do, it's quite a ride. I mean, once you start to see whole charts, it's fascinating how it's such an ecosystem. Those 12 houses and the planets, the signs, there's something interrelated throughout a chart. So, but the eighth house, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal in yeah. a lot of ways because it really helps you connect to the meaning of life in a lot of ways so true yeah i can't true. say it enough I, it's it's powerful it's a powerful place yeah i feel like yeah. it makes it makes you very deep and sometimes it's hard to even express yeah. what you're feeling because it's kind of like you do go through these transformations uh, mentally emotionally and um i don't know about you but i remember 
you know, back in college and just many times it's like I would wake up and I would just feel different and I would want to get rid of all my material things. I know it sounds strange, but I would just like, I was giving my (laughs) clothes away at one point. I'm like, I told some girls in the dorm, take my clothes. I just, I got rid of everything. Like, just take it. I wanted to start fresh, you know, like uh, that energy of the eighth house is like, a death like something's yeah. old that needs to be thrown out and then there's like new energy you know new um yeah it, it's very deep and and sometimes you just have to live yeah. it you know and and uh, when people are going through these highs and lows like you talk about I think a lot of eighth house people it to me it's a little bit of a heavier area than the 12th house I feel like the 12th yeah, house is, is. is more mystical more like a lighter right. type of energy to me. Um, yes, so having totally. both, having, you know, having yeah. both. Um, and even in my groups, uh, I don't know if you notice, like the 12th house groups, a lot more active and people are sharing more. And then in the eighth house, it's like, yeah. I'm like, are you guys there? Like no one post. And then if I post, yes, <laughs> they'll start, they'll all start writing, but they don't post first. Right. It's like they're observing, <laughs> waiting right and behind the scenes for someone else to start. I, a know, conversation. I put a, I put a, I put a post in there one day and I was surprised. Everybody said, wow, somebody's actually talking about themselves. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's so, it's so quiet. And then I wonder, it's like, yeah. we have like 13,000 people in there, but like no one's seen anything. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't funny. want to reveal too much. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, like they it's, want other people yeah, to share. Yeah. That Scorpio, you know, they, you know, that you, they, you tell them all the secrets, but they don't tell you much, right? That's kind of the energy. No, no, they're not. They're holding their cards. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. happens. It's that was very funny what you said about giving up everything, because I went through that in the 1970s quite a bit. Um, I, I followed a guru uh, at that time, and I just didn't really feel a real strong attachment necessarily the material things for a period of time but then i started to see if you're in this world th- there's nothing wrong necessarily that's uh, right. with owning things <laughs> yeah so, yeah, yeah it's, I, it's interesting <laughs> did you feel yeah. you know i i find that uh, a lot of eighth eighth and twelfth house people have shared this kind of similar thing with me and i remember um you know feeling not want to say it's guilt but just you know feeling like, not that it was wrong, but like, you know, I, sh- you know, I don't, shouldn't need material things. I should, you know, and if, and someone said to me, you did, you did not choose to be an ascetic or, uh, you know, to live in, you know, away from the world, you're in the world, you know what I mean? And somebody said right. something to me and it kind of, well, you're right. I, I, I'm not living that life, but, you know, I think yeah. uh, when you have planets in the eighth and 12th houses, you kind of feel like maybe a memory, you know, like I'm curious with your self node there, um, how that affect right. how that's affected your life, you know, because you're moving into the north node in the second house. How did this how do you right. think that south node in Scorpio has affected you this lifetime? It it took it took some time with that south node. The the, the and actually even the to balance them. You know, it's a balancing act anyway, <clears throat> with yes. the nodes of the moon. Um but that second house is it really helped me get stabilized because I noticed um, when I was working at something, um, it focused me, and um, it actually made the eighth 
Scorpio in the south node in the eighth stronger. Um, it kind of clarified why I was here in the first place. That um, that whole thing of having that south node and Scorpio in the eighth house, I was kind of confused for a while, you know, how to balance the whole thing of emotional intensity. And then with the north node in Taurus, just accepting the fact that uh, it's okay to have some peace in your life. You know, everything, the, the trick with a south node in Scorpio is not to make everything a crisis. It doesn't have to be a crisis like in your relationships, in your business, or in your mind. Um, And the North Node in Taurus just kind of was a good energy. It's one of the uh, more stabilizing energies in my chart. So uh, I just learned to accept it, that it was good to have some peace in in my life. Uh, And a, a stable existence was not a bad thing. It didn't always have to be an upheaval. Uh, which sometimes it, I'm not saying everybody with a South Node in Scorpio is like that, but there are those tendencies sometimes in that South Node in Scorpio to want to scrap everything and just start all over again, like nothing ever, you didn't have a path. Mm-hmm. So it's just that balancing act of um, of Taurus Scorpio through those nodes and the second and eighth house where they are. Um, but it took a little time. It wasn't. I think you know when you we've talked before about Saturn returns when they happen at age twenty nine. Yes. And that's when it all started to really make sense to me uh, how to deal with those, how to get more out of those nodes of the moon. Actually, at that time, I think a lot of people when they go through that first Saturn return, yeah. sometimes they, it's an eye opener uh, in different ways depending on the person. Definitely. It's interesting, you know, because Bernie, our nodes are are flip. You know, I have the the south node, Taurus, north node, Scorpio, and I have so many people that that I'm that are in my life that are your nodes, you know, because it's kind of like, you know, what you've learned and mastered. I'm learning to master in this lifetime. And then what I've mastered and learned, you're learning to balance, you know. So it's it's interesting. And my daughter has your node. She has the south node, Scorpio, north node, Taurus. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's right. I find that a lot of, I don't know if you see this, I, I see that a lot of parents share the the flip nodes with one of their children. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like a, a mirror, right? Like you're learning, they're learning from you, you're learning from them. Uh, your soul is yeah. kind of mastered the opposite thing, right? And I see that in yeah. parents' children's charts a lot. I'm like, oh, wow, you guys are flip nodes, right? Yeah. And, uh, right. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, family charts that I've done, I, I'm probably like you too, what you're saying. Uh, you know, like the, one person will have maybe the son in Leo, and then maybe the son or daughter will have the Leo rising, and maybe the father will have the moon in Leo. You often see a crossover. Uh, it was heavy in my family with having uh, the moon opposed Neptune, and my mother didn't have that, but she had the moon in Pisces. Oh, okay. But my father, my brother, and me had the moon opposed Neptune. So you will see that a lot of times repeating patterns in families. But I yeah. always found that, find it fascinating um, to, to see that. Like you say, you, in a way, we, we are learning from each other, uh, hopefully the right things. But um, 
you know, it, it is, it, it's true that what you're saying, I, I've experienced that also for sure. Yeah. So, so what do you, I know, you know, you've wrote several books and I guess, you know, number one, you know, what got, what inspired you to write your very first book? Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and, and, and how that topic came to be? Sure. And Yeah. Um, it was in the 1980s and I actually called a publisher out in San Diego. The, I got, they put me on the phone with the editor-in-chief, who was the daughter of Zipporah Zip Dobbins, um, who's rather well-known for inventing the zip code in astrology. I oh, had yeah. no idea was talking to her daughter. I did not know who Marisa Pottinger was that yeah. I was talking to. But I told her about the book, you know, the relationship of the planet, sign, and house. I was going to do tables in a book and have the psychological pattern related to the planet sign and how uh like for instance like um aries and then ruler of aries is mars and the first house has that connection um i call i call this dominance called them the alphabet i called them chords like a musical chord probably from oh. my mother oh that's uh, neat that there's three tones in a chord so uh, that's how that book actually started i'll tell you the truth uh, Marisa Pottinger said, send me three chapters and I'll know if we can give you a contract or not. And I said, sure. <laughs> of course. Wow, yeah, of course. <laughs> so I, I wrote the three chapters, sent them in, and they gave me a book contract in five days. I was totally shocked. You know, in those wow. days it wasn't email. They, yeah. they, they sent me a letter right away. Oh my so gosh. I had sent it out. Yeah, I just, uh, I sent it out to about 15 places, but they were the first ones to respond and the only ones that were going to offer me a contract. And I said, I'll take it. But it's so hard to get a book contract. Yes. Especially your first one. So that's oh. how it all actually started. Uh, I just got this thing that I wanted to write an astrology book. I just felt it was time to, to do it. So uh, I just felt really motivated uh, at that point in time. And I got lucky to find a publisher. They published my first two books. Uh, my first two books are more like uh, textbooks. The sure. second book was Roadmap to Your Future, a uh, complete guide to progressions and transits. Uh, the same publisher, ACS in San Diego, published my first two books. Okay. So, And I was lucky that Marisa Pottinger edited them, the, uh, the daughter of Zip Dobbins. So she did a great job editing, and um, it made the writing process go better for me. So I went to Llewellyn for the rest, for five more books, for the next five books. I, I moved over to Llewellyn. I met them at a conference in Atlanta, the owner. Yes. And um, we hit it off real good. And I told him I would like to write write for them, and it worked out. So. Yeah. It's and you, an interesting you past, life. A past life. You have a book about past lives, right? With yeah, them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's two of them. But the first one I got published in 2010 was uh, Sun Signs and Past Lives, Your Soul's Evolutionary Path. Um, I That one came out in 2010. A little bit later was Sun Sign Karma. I went over all the psychological patterns you might run into. 
Um, I kept this book simple so people would get a taste of past life patterns through their sun sign. Okay. Um, which became very popular. People really liked these books. So, um, yeah, I took, um, uh, with sun signs and past lives, I, um, well, that was the first one followed up by Sunshine Karma, both through Llewellyn. Um, you're right. And I, I invented a past life card actually in the early 2000s that became a software program. Oh, that's, um, that's still out there. Um, oh, wow. that was quite an experience in, in itself. Um, how did that, it. how did that come to be? Um, What's the name of that? It's called the past life chart. And uh, Matrix Software um, did the developing of the software. Um, and now Cosmic Patterns in Gainesville, Florida is carrying it. They, they sell it. And nice. um, when you buy the program, it comes with that past life card. Instead of the first house being the rising sign, and the past life card is the, it's the 12th house. It becomes oh. the ascendant. Okay. Um, and Yeah, and it, it's a little different house system without getting too technical here. But, sure. Um, th that was really interesting. I kind of surprised myself. It was like one of those uh, 12th house out-of-body experiences. I just <laughs> saw it within the chart. Wow. Um, it, it, just, it, it, just, it just happened. I had a transit of Uranus going on. It bumped into my 12th house, and that's when I saw it. Oh, that's really that neat. Happened. That is really neat. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, amazing, inter it's interesting you, you brought up, you know, feeling the, the detachment um, from your body or whatever and just kind of knowing something. Yeah. Um, uh, with the 12th exactly. house, the 12th house is amazing. You know, I think, you know, I yeah. love it. I mean, I I never understood until I started learning astrology why I was the way I was. And I got to say, learning about the 12th house and the eighth, but specifically the 12th house, I definitely uh, connected to all of that. I, I remember mm -hmm. I when I used to walk, this is really strange, a story. Um, I never really felt like my feet were on the ground. And and it's a hard thing. That I felt like I was floating. I know it sounds strange when I would walk around like I wasn't really that? here. <laughs> yeah. Like I wasn't really yeah. here. Sounds like the 12th house. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, I just. That is wild. It was just me. I mean, I, I didn't know any different. And, and at times too, I would feel like I was in a movie, like a dream. Like I would be looking in on my, like if I'm in a large group, I remember feeling like I was not looking in, you know, like not really, it's a very strange feeling. Like you just said, like you're not in your body, but you are, mm -hmm. you know, and you're like, I'm right. here. I know I'm here on earth. Right. Uh, but you just feel very, yeah. Uh, mystical and I don't know if even detached is the word but I, I started realizing it was really a oneness like yeah. instead of feeling yeah. separate I realized no I'm feeling connected to everything that's what it was but at times it would feel like you're separate you know like you're different yeah but yeah. really it was a, a yeah. con like a collective unconscious thing you know like Carl Jung talks about like you're connected yeah. to everyone and everything yes yeah. yeah. That's what's fascinating about the uh, the twelfth house. Yeah, when I started reading some of Carl Jung's stuff on archetypes, it actually really influenced me when I wrote my first book. 
about archetypes. I, I took the psychological patterns, past neat. lives, patterns as archetypes, really. Oh, and uh, I have some of his books, and I, I just love his stuff. Um, it really helped me, in a way, understand astrology better, um, getting into that early. So it's funny, one of my first psychology uh, teachers was uh, one of the leaders in the humanistic movement, um, Sidney Girard. Um, he, he died in an accident early, but when I was in Florida in the 19, early 70s, I had a couple classes with him, and he wrote a book called The Transparent Self. And um, it was really interesting. I feel like it had something to do with recognizing astrology uh, two years later when I was in a bookstore in Atlanta. I connected with a book by Dane Rudyard, The Astrology of Personality. I sat there for over about three hours with that book and bought it. I wow. couldn't even get up out of a chair. I was just mesmerized by it. Wow. And, um, you know, it's it's interesting how these things happen to people, whether it's me or, you yeah. know, I listen to somebody else's story, how they got into what they got into. Um, <laughs> it's exactly. kind of magical in some way. It is, yeah. How that happened. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I, we got, we got, uh, we got about 10 minutes here. So um, I'd mm -hmm. like to, you know, you know, talk, let's talk a little bit about the 12th house. And then uh, before sure. we, we end, I definitely want you to uh, let people know about maybe your most recent book, you know, where they can find your books and, and in your website and all your contact information too. But so, um, you know, what's sure. your, what's your favorite thing about the 12th house? Like what, what's your opinion about the 12th house? I, I I find that it's where we romanticize life. Um, yeah. It's the idealism of it. Yes. You know, sometimes you just want to throw your hands up and say, God, I just can't do this anymore. It's awful. <laughs> and then you realize the next day you wake up and you're like, you feel like, well, I'm going to try it all over again. You know, it's that uh, idealism we have that yeah. we want to find something, you know, greater than ourselves in some ways. So yeah. it's, it's it, it's it's such a I call it the the mothership of intuition. The twelfth house It's just a, a yeah. place where like a river running through it, and you know sometimes you know we we can get emotionally confused related to the twelfth uh, house, but we can also get very clear. Uh, it brings out our faith in ourselves and our belief in ourselves and our belief in other people. Um, you can really inspire people as well as yourself um, yeah. through the, well, it's a very interesting place, wanting to be in romantic landscapes, you know, uh, like you were saying, just going for a walk and feeling like you're just walking on air. Yeah. It's sort of how the, um, you, you find it, you know, I found it, and you probably have too, when I'm doing charts for a healer. It's always somehow connected uh, back to the 12th uh, in one way or another. And, uh, you, you know, for musicians, artists, people that you know, do art, yes. musicians, you, you can even find it in the medical profession. That type of traditional um, medical people, sometimes you'll find that uh, still, you know, related back. So it's another, 
it's another fascinating area um, to, um, to to uh, just just come to an understanding of, um, for sure. Uh, it's a beautiful place for intuition, that's for sure. I mean, there's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah, it's yeah. magical. I, I feel like, you know, you know, I call 12th house people angels and that are fallen right. angels. And, and that that kind of came because of so many people telling me they they always felt very different from a young age, like they weren't from Earth. <laughs> that's what they would tell me. Like, I feel right. like I'm How alien. I'm adopted. I'm not my family. You know, a lot of them tell me, I, they ask their parents if they were adopted. They're like, no, you're mine. Right. <laughs> and uh, they always just yeah. felt really unique and different from people and, and, and born very spiritual. I find that the 12th house people yeah. are born with the connection to uh, their soul. And like you said, the intuition and, and, and having boundaries. Right. I have learning those boundaries, you know, because of that Pisces yeah. energy and Neptune. Uh, you're right. The romanticism. Yeah. I think that's probably the number one thing about the 12th house that causes the most heartache is, is that romanticism right. and idealizing people when you're in love, that hurts real bad right. when you get your heart broke. Right. And, uh, yeah. And, oh yeah. Yeah. But you're right about boundaries. You, you really yes. do have to understand them for sure. Um, yes. Yes. But then again, you know, you'll find you, sometimes people have to let people in um, if True. they've been blocking that, you know, tr letting people see them on a deeper level. And the 12th house can open that up, um, allow mm -hmm. people to do, you know, to do that. So, yeah, very interesting hearing you uh, describe it, though. I, I, I share very much what you're saying, for sure. I kind of noticed, you know, five key patterns uh with the 12th house and is psychic dreams you know a lot of people with the sun or moon or three mm -hmm. or more planets or you know pisces rising a lot of pisces energy they often dream things that happen from a young age and yeah. very vivid dreams yeah. lucid dreams you know waking up in their dreams and i've done that it's so hard to explain oh, I have too yeah it's yeah. it's it's amazing yeah. i wish you could control it but you know it just happens right no. <laughs> yeah but, exactly but i love that about the yeah. 12th house is the dreams you know sleep and dreams you know i love to sleep i love to dream and uh yeah i find that that's some of the blessings you know the the empathic abilities the intuition the creativity um i think you're right yeah. um, there's a lot of of that mysticism and you can really tap into your creative side and, and writing too, you know, being a, a writer and an artist sure. and a musician, um, yeah. helping people in some way, you know, being of service. Um, you know, yeah. they call, you know, I remember it used to be scary when in the old days, when I was researching the 12th house, cause there wasn't a lot of books about it either. And no. It was, it was like, no, you'll lose right. everything and life is going to, you're going to be alone and suffer. You know, it was just a lot of negative. And I've realized, no, there's so much more uh, positive things about the 12th house and eighth house. Both of them have their challenges, yeah. but like you said, there's a lot of good things in there as well. Oh, Bernie, we got a call. Sure. We got someone calling in to ask yeah. us something. Madison from New Jersey. M Madison, Hello. are you on? Hi, Madison. Yes. You got a question for us? Uh, yes, ma'am. Um, first of all, thank you for talking to me. Um, so I have a 
Pluto conjunct Venus conjunct Mars in the 12th. Um, and Pluto is also trying my moon in the fourth house. And I feel like I always attract chaotic relationships, like relationships that are just come here or like just come here to like teach me something, but it's just like on such a draining level. And it's yeah. just like, I don't know how to yeah. navigate that. Or like, I would like to attract something, you know, like better, you know, happier, not something that's just like, like the people that don't really want to be with me, but like want to be with me to like take what I have for sure. Yeah, like dramatic. What that's do you it. think, Bernie, about that? Yeah, uh, sometimes what will happen, you will get a pattern of the same types of people. There does come a point where the more you see it and you recognize it, you start to see it quicker. Um, at least that's been my experience with people I've worked with. And even in my own life, to be honest with you, um, went through a little of that. Um, and those boundaries get really better, get better established. Because you're certainly capable of that with Pluto in the 12th. There's a, um, you could say, an empowerment by um, by knowing those boundaries. You, you are attracting uh, a certain types of people probably just not ready to make a commitment, you know, the kind you want or a definition of a relationship. So probably what, what I would think might happen is my uh, guess on this. You would start to just see those patterns maybe quicker and start attracting maybe more of what you're looking for. And um, I, I would say you probably will get there, especially with that alignment you're talking about. I think you said Pluto trying the moon even. So mm -hmm. that shows a real awareness of what you need. And that's really where it starts. So I hope I made sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely, I've noticed the lack of boundaries that I've had that keeps coming back to me because I keep accepting yeah. the people over and over again. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't do this yeah. anymore. And then is they your, come back yeah. and, and, like, love bombing, you know? I'm is like, your oh, Venus okay. in the yeah. 12? Did you say it's in the 12? Yes. Yeah, I so have Venus. I have Venus. Venus and Mars. Yeah, that Venus in the 12th. Um, I've got some videos on YouTube about about that placement, specifically uh, just looking at it standalone in the 12th and in that um, learning to to love ourselves and, and knowing the pattern like Bernie was saying. When I realized that I was attracting, you know, in my younger days, people that were emotionally unavailable or or that. I would even feel that we're, you know, taking my kindness for granted, right? Or a lot of heartache through relationships um, was kind of the pattern that that I experienced with Venus there. Um, but I, once I kind of saw it coming, like I, I realized, okay, this is a pattern and I'm meant to learn from this. And, and once I did, um, I was able to see it coming. And then I, I, I had to develop stronger boundaries that, and, and also to, to see, people in a realistic way. That was the biggest challenge for Venus in the 12th house that I find is we tend to see people as we want them to yeah. be, not as they really are. Sometimes we see the good, right? Um, but I think we only got like 60 seconds left, but thank, thank you, Madison, for calling in. Thank you. And, and uh, if you check out YouTube, um, I have some videos, I think two or three on Venus in the 12th house on my uh, YouTube channel, Carmen Turner shot, and I, you might like them. And uh, thank you for calling in. 
Yes, thank you so much, guys, for answering my questions. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Hang in there. Great. So, Bernie, tell us how people can find you and, and find your books uh, here in the last minute or so here. Yeah, yeah. If they go to my website, BernieAshman.com, um, there's links on there to uh, to my book for sure. Amazon seem, if you, uh, always seems to have uh, all of my books um, from what I've seen. So that's one way. Or just go to my website. There's a link on there to each one of them. Nice. BernieAshman.com. And, yeah. you know, this was great uh, to have you on, Bernie. I think we got, you know, about 30 Thank seconds. But I think we'll be ending soon. But um, I'm sorry about the Zoom, but I'm glad you were able to call in. This was perfect. And yeah. I just want to thank no you for, for being an amazing uh, mentor to me and support with sure. uh, astrology and, and writing and all the things that, that uh, we're doing together. I'm excited about working with you in the future, too. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm enjoying it, working with you totally, for sure. And thank you for inviting me tonight. I thank enjoyed you. it. Thank you. And and for everybody out there, uh, my new book, Phoenixes and Angels, Mastering the Eighth and Twelfth Houses, is is out. Um, it just released in July. It's on Amazon. You can find it at CarmenTurnerShot.com as well. Um, follow Bernie Ashman um, as well on social media and and uh, follow you can follow my pages and join the eighth house and twelfth house astrology groups on Facebook. We'd love to have you and Bernie's in those groups yep. as well. <laughs> and we we look at charts, yeah. <laughs> help people. It's it's free. It's you know you post your chart, post questions, and and try to get uh, people talking and supporting each other in the Facebook astrology groups. So thanks for joining, Great. Bernie. I think. We'll be uh, sure. wrapping up here in a, in a little bit. Um, I was going to ask yeah. you. Yeah, um, I think we're we're done. So thanks for coming, Bernie, and and I will uh, okay. share this link and uh, on on you can share it on your page on Facebook. Thanks for coming. Okay, thank you, Carmen. Thank really you. Really appreciate it. Take care. Bye. You too.